What's up, contractors? This is Isaac Moore, the producer of The Contractor's Playbook here on behalf of myself and Michael Gogan. Welcome to another episode here. We're actually taking a little bit of a break from the norm with the holiday weekend. Hope you all had a great time over the 4th. We are going to actually take a chance to spotlight a series that we at Company Cam do every summer called Talk About It. It's a short series where we get together with folks in the industry and just pick their brain for 30 minutes, normally while chowing down some tacos, but for the sake of your ears and loud chewing noises, we put the the taco eating on hold during our conversations this time around. But that being said, we always have a theme for these. This year, we're kind of looking back at 2020 and what we learned in the industry and how we can implement that moving forward. So without further ado, here is your host, Michael Gogan, alongside Pate Smith. What's up, everyone? We are back. Season four. Talk about it. Kickoff episode. And I think we'd be doing it wrong if we didn't start off the uh, first episode with my boy, Pate Smith, uh, MMA. Pate, quite a quite a year we've gone through. Uh, you've got a lot of exciting things that have happened in the last uh, 12 months, but thank you for coming back for another episode of Talk About It With Me. I think you've been a part of all four seasons, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, I love Talk About It. I mean, I love tacos. I love talking. Uh, you know, I miss you now that we no longer live in the same the same area. What's it like not getting to live less than 50 miles from me? It, I mean, it's it's awful. And I haven't even gotten an invite to come down and see your new crib yet. So, like, I haven't even been invited to Houston. So, mm, it's uh, well, it's hot right now, like really hot, like deathly hot. So, uh, but you're invited anytime, especially the kids. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, you need to learn how to cook on a grill. So that's something that I could, you know, spend time teaching you. I mean, I'd be excited to do that for <laughs> you and your family. I'd like to be excited to, so your wife can finally have good barbecue. Yeah, there we go. Well, I'm excited about this year's talk about it because we always try to come up with some sort of a theme. And I thought, what better theme for this one than looking back at 2020 and, you know, finding the good things that we changed in our businesses that we're going to continue to use going forward. And I think that, you know, we've all found a lot of things that, you know, maybe we didn't do prior to 2020. And now we're being really successful with those. Uh, for you in the in the world of MMA, like, obviously, you're, you're now uh, an official practicing attorney, right? Yep, I'm an attorney. How weird is that to say? That is. That is. And... You got a new, you got a new kid, so hopefully you learn some new, you know, diaper changing techniques, some of those things. But in the world of business, I'll be honest, I've only changed two diapers. Uh, oh man, you know, so the with the twins, I changed infinity diapers. But I'm telling you, if anybody out there in talk about it land ever says, "I just want to have twin kids and just get it over with," like. You don't know what you're talking about, so don't do not do that. <laughs> one kid at a time is the game. If anybody's like, should I have two kids? No, one kid is the game. One kid at a time. So it's so much easier. One Infinite. at a time. One at a time. And you just have to have a, somebody amazing like MK to actually change all those diapers. Because I, I went one at a time, and I still changed quite a few diapers. So I don't know if I – but let's let's jump into business, Pate. How's, uh, how's life at MMA? It's good, man. Um, you know, we just opened another office. So we got one in Pensacola, Florida now. 
really excited to see the growth of the company. James and Zach have really um, done a great job leading us um, and taking us to kind of to the next realm of, I guess, first party law, which is something that when I came over, I definitely wanted to do. I think we all have a goal of being one of the largest and greatest first party law firms of all time. And I think that's, that's something we're working towards, um, you know, I guess expediently. Absolutely. So for, for you and for MMA in 2020, what are some things that you guys maybe did that you weren't doing previously that helped with that growth trajectory? I think for me, um, scalable contact. So that's, that's something that I've really worked towards and I've worked towards it in the past a lot. Um, you know, getting in front of as many people as possible, um, was always a goal, but then I think COVID really allowed me to look at some greater versions of efficiencies that I've been able to employ. Uh, One thing I do every June and September is I try to talk to 30 new people a day um, that are potential um, partners or referral sources, people that I can refer, just really 30 new people that uh, I can you know, spread the good word of McClendon Mosley and Associates too. And in the past, I looked to do that in maybe less efficient ways. Um, and now because of COVID and some of the techno- technological efficiencies, I've really been, um, you know, kind of booming those contacts out and meeting people. And it's just much more acceptable. You know, like you look back and the early 2000s online dating was a thing, right? But it wasn't popular. It was seen as like semi-taboo. It was like, oh, you're going to date somebody that you met online. And now you see online dating is very popular uh, and something that, you know, kids in college are like, yeah, of course I met this person online versus, uh, you know, businesses had a slightly slower trajectory on business contacts. Uh, I want to kind of be on the forefront of that. And, um, you know, I want, I want to, have people swipe right for the opportunity to work with us or something like that. And, um, that's, that's something that, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, every day trying to go towards. So without giving away too much of your secret sauce, then what are you doing to get more people to swipe right on Pate Smith? Um, Instagram has been big this year, um, particularly on the pipe burst. Uh, my, my DMS were popping off, on uh on the pipe burst Uh, very thankful for that um learning how to utilize instagram for business um and having people reach out uh, has been you know very fruitful uh facebook direct messaging has been very fruitful uh people just you know hit me up on there um obviously facebook's always a great business tool but having people really have a reason to send you that direct message. And then being there to expediently check those direct messages uh, and respond is something that uh, seems like it's an obvious and easy task, but can commonly get, you know, lost in checking things like email. Um, And then uh, LinkedIn has been good. really good on setting up new meetings. Um, people just reaching out, you connecting with them. Hey, instead of let's meeting up, let's go ahead and have a zoom. Um, and I think that's been, been outstanding. I just met like a monster developer and, you know, our entire relationship has been email, cell phone and zoom. Right. And, and I think 
that that's great because I get to do things like stay home, hang out with my kids, et cetera. And I still have that scalability of contact. Does that mean we're not going out in the world and seeing people? No, not at all. Like we're still doing that. We're just doing things in a drastically more efficient manner. Let's, you know, Tim Johnson, who's an attorney in Minnesota uh, said, he was like, man, COVID may be the biggest, like, uh, positive for anybody uh, that I've ever seen is it be for someone like me who was on the road, you know, all of the year. Uh, and obviously with having my kids get a little bit older, as much as I love seeing everybody, I, I I'm getting to the point to where I want to stay home more. I want to be there. I want to, you know, chase them around with squirt guns and technological efficiencies have let me uh, do that without having um, a loss and maybe having a gain um, and that's that's something that I really pride myself in to um, continue to be innovative in um, business connection and really embrace like uh, kind of like let's say out of business social um, connectivity means uh, to then borrow into business. I mean, I've tried everything. Bumble even has a business platform. And, uh, you know, I messed around on that a little bit. It hasn't been successful, but that doesn't mean it won't be successful. So I've tried to be an early adopter in as many things as I can, which is absolutely exhausting, um, but beneficial as well. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The, the early adopters are the ones that are the most proficient in three years or five years when it does start, you know, really seeing some good returns. My question. Uh, I remember there, I remember there was an app one time um, where uh, I was an early adopter of that app. And now, I mean, those guys have just gone through all types of rounds of funding. Uh, you know, they've got just a gigantic, <laughs> they've got a gigantic sales staff. Uh, just really, you know, they're getting uh, developers from companies like Huddle. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, that little company was called Company Cam. I was an early adopter of that. You were. You, you're cutting edge. I do have a, a legit question for you here. 30 new people a day in June and September. I, I don't even care as to like what went through your head to choose June and September, but I want to know... What percentage of those are them hitting you up on social media via email, those kind of things versus outreach on your end to go and meet new people? So rule one is no email. That's cheating. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I actually have rules for this. Um, so it depends on what it is, um, but it has to be 30 outreaches by me. Okay. So, and, and it could be like today, I talked to one of my buddies, Daniel from high school, and he's a, he's a developer and develops uh, apartment complexes for um, companies and, uh, you know, just connecting with him. And I count that as one of my 30, even though Daniel is not new, he, he'd be new to the company, Right. And that's, you know, something like that. And, and, and it's an exhausting process. Like literally it says on my board uh, for the months of June and September, uh, it's, you know, obsess over your pipeline. And, and then July and October, I then reap the results or reward from that and do follow backups um, with those individuals. And, you know, it's some of these are just going to fall on deaf ears. But if every day I meet a person that ends up being an outstanding um, 
neck for the company, you know, uh, <laughs> then that's, uh, that's, that's actually our, that's our tech person, Zach there. He, when we had the, that internet, Zach was the one that was, you know, Guy splicing up the cat, splicing up the cat five cables. That's what he was doing. Yeah. He did well. He did well. The internet's a little bit better for you. So that's really interesting. Let's take a quick break here. Um, and when we come back, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because, you know, one out of 30 or two out of 30, that's that's not, you know, not Hall of Fame worthy in baseball. Um, but obviously in the business world, if you can get that, you're doing pretty well. So let's take a quick break. and we come back, I want to dive a little deeper there. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, we are back with Pate Smith. We left off Pate talking about how in the business world, you know, you're not your batting average is definitely not Hall of Fame worthy. Uh one or two, you know fruitful relationships out of 30. But when you think of it in a business sense, to think you're going to add probably 30 to 60 new good relationships in the months of June and September. It usually comes out to about 60 a month. So after like the year, it'll be like 60. So maybe they don't pop off for four months. But the thing is, is business is about planning seeds. Okay. And then that's step one. You got to plant seeds. Uh, if you're bringing business in, um, you know, one of my past clients at a previous company, um, in a consulting business, uh, said to me, said, do you know what the worst type of real estate agent is? Do you know this answer? Gogan? Cause I've told you this before. What's the worst type of real estate agent? I don't think you've ever told me, but the worst type is the one you that aren't, you aren't listening. I'm used to this. It's just like my marriage. I just say things incredible. I give incredible dimes of knowledge and then this. Go ahead. Yeah. What's the worst type of real estate agent? Probably the ones that plant a lot of seeds but don't harvest the uh, rewards. No, a secret agent because nobody knows them because they never plant the seeds. Do you see what I'm saying? So okay. step one, don't be a secret agent. You got to plant the seeds. And then you never know when they're going to come up. Um, I've had people that a great example is uh, somebody that I've chased around for years as a public adjuster. Uh, and then finally, finally calls me out of the blue. Um, haven't, you know, even thought about this person in probably two years. Calls me out of the blue uh, with a Hurricane Sally couple losses, you know, probably anywhere from three to five mil in total. And that was a seed that I planted long, long ago. Right. And, uh, you never know when those, those are going to sprout. And so I don't care. I don't care about the results. I care about in every step of my, the process, uh, doing the best possible job. Cause I can't ever make somebody become a client ever can't make them right you can just do your best up until that point and so maybe maybe that's you know connecting with property managers public adjusters contractors and just let them know hey this is what we do right and you do your best job every single time of that so every time i have a phone call right do my best job there 
Now, do I want that relationship to be prosperous? Eventually, yes. Can I make it? No. But what can I do? I can control what I can control. I can control my attitude. I can control how I listen to them. I can control uh, how I think about their pain points and how I can address those issues. What does this person need? And maybe it's not something that I can help with. Maybe I put them and connect them with somebody, right? And if we follow, you know, a lot of great teachers and uh, professional development um, consultants, one thing you learn is that connectors of people are regarded very high in a person's Dunbar's 150. And that's one of my goals too, is, hey, maybe MMA doesn't help this person directly with a claim, but what they can do is they can re- help them uh, with something else. Maybe we refer them, et cetera, to someone else that can help them. Maybe somebody gets an offender bender. Obviously, we're not handling that, but we put them in the best hands of somebody who's can. And they look at McClenny Mosin Associates positively, right? And that seed's planted. And, you know, in 36 months when their grandma's house is hit with hail and denied, you know, they're calling us up. Um, and that's, that's kind of the goal with this is long-term seeds and obsessing over that pipeline. So I think, and I'm just thinking about my own personal, I, I love the idea of, you know, planting those seeds, building as many relationships as you can out there. What do you specifically do once those seeds have been planted to make sure that you're continuing to water them, making sure that you're giving them enough attention? Cause I think that's probably the hardest part. Like, yeah, you don't want to be that secret agent, not plant any seeds, but then, okay, I've planted all these seeds. How do I make sure that I keep giving them what they need to eventually produce fruit? So one of the things that I do is uh, July and October are follow-up months. Um, So what I'm doing is I'm pushing every single person to give me a yes or no on a uh, phone call or Zoom. I would say, uh, so I don't even worry about yeses. I say, I'm going to get 10 no's today. Okay. And so that way I'm not focusing on results. I'm focusing on contacts. All right. And I'm going to give my best opportunity and I won't stop until I have 10 people tell me no. So that may mean I get 20 yeses in a day. I may get 12 yeses in a day. I may get two yeses and 10 no's. But what I'm going to do is actively reconnect with those individuals to have a conference call, to have a Zoom, to discuss their issues. Absolutely. And I think I'd love your opinion on it. But I think, I mean, myself, I could do a much better job on that follow up game. I think, I mean, you probably even would say you could get better at it. We can all get better at it. But I think contractors really struggle in that space. They want those instant wins, that instant gratification. And so they feel like, oh, I planted the seed last week. Like, why hasn't this, you know, apartment complex hired me out to do their roof? Or why hasn't this, you know, general contractor hired me to do a bunch of HVAC work for them? How do you keep keep on that path because you seemingly like, uh, and I love calling you out on it when I feel like you're off your game because you're always seemingly on your game of like in a good mood, upbeat, ready to go. And so I love calling you out when you're not, you get a little down on yourself, but how do you stay so positive in this time of planting seeds and getting 10 no's a day? Um, so I think I learned this because I had like a long time concentration uh, 
in like my youth on like male personal development. And I am not outcome oriented. I'm process oriented. Um, I do love instant gratification. Like literally my favorite thing in the world is when like an eight figure claim like lands in your lap and like ready to go. Let's sign. But like, honestly, I don't celebrate those. Like I love the difficult signups. I just had one where we, I think we went against like four or five other law firms in Florida on a all tile. Um, they're like apartment complex, multifamilies, all on like one or two policies. Um, you know, great scenario. And this was just a really, really long, um, you know, he interviewed multiple attorneys, law firms, contractors, blah, 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 blah. And, and I had to sit there, uh, myself, Zach, Kelsey, um, and really nurture the relationship, right? And he asked so many questions. Uh, and I'm fine with that because I want to win. I don't want the easy W's. Um, I celebrate everyone, but those when you get it and you're just like, ah, that's the sweetest. Um, and I think that's it is I look at signing, you know, a hundred mil in a month up the same as I look at uh, creating a great contact that maybe send me, uh, sends me one claim uh, a year or something. Um, I, I look at those, I think the same because it's the process of getting that win. Um, you know, when you look back at, you know, I, when you look back at a year and you look at all the stuff that you've done for your business, um, you know, a lot of times it's not about the money. It's about what you overcame to get those wins and the processes that you had to employ and the creativity and the consistency. Um, and I think, I mean, honest, man, like, I feel like I've done a lot in like the last five years and really, learned a lot and I don't know, dealt with a numerous and just incredible amount of like difficult things in business. Um, and, and like, as I look back at it, I don't look at any of like the big claims as the successes, like they're there, but I mean, it, uh, I can look at some and I'm just like, wow, that was logistically difficult, you know? And I, I think I, in, intrinsically hold them or internally hold them in higher regard than I don't know, like a heavy seven or eight figure win. I, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty common. And you know, I, I think about some of my biggest wins with company came and it's yeah, a few of them are really big ones, but it wasn't because they happened overnight. It was six months of chasing them down and, you know, trying to get them to say yes or, my buddy Matt Danskin, I think it was a year and a half before I could even get him to try the try the app out. Like he was just against it. Um, now he loves it. So I, th I I agree with you there. When you talk about things you've overcome, let's specifically look at 2020. And you know, you're talking about like the scalability of getting in front of people. How do you see that? And I, I kind of want to wrap up with this question. So obviously, 2021 is now going to present us back with the same opportunities we had in 2019 where we can travel and be out in front of people and there's events. How important do you see what you're going to take from 2020 and melding that together with what you're going to do in 2021? 
I think massively important. I think you're going to see a huge shift in me in how and who uh, I spend time um, on. Um, now that I've kind of distilled down some some data, I think I think that's going to be a big change. Um, I am. I don't know if. I don't know if I'm going to be as out at conferences and stuff as I, as I was previously. Um, right now, I don't, th- right now I don't think I'm not currently planning on doing any conferences next year. Uh, hot take, I guess. What's up world. I don't think I'm going to have a booth or be at any conferences. Uh, but I mean, I might, but it's just, um, I don't think I'm going to just because of the way some things kind of land on my schedule. Um, and looking at that, I, you know, have to, I had to ask my question, okay, if you don't do that, how is it going to affect your pipeline? And then how can you mitigate that loss? Um, and I think that 2020 and what we learned in 2020 is really going to help me mitigate, you know, not being able to attend some of those large events. I think I can attend IRE. I think that was the one that worked out, but like one of them, I'm going to Cabo Cabo with a whole bunch of like uh, um, people from the Midwest that uh, manage a considerable amount of assets and money. And then uh, I think some are from Michigan too. Is Michigan Midwest? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Can't they can't win at football? I'll tell you that. Can't beat Ohio State. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I was going to say I think they're kind of in the Ohio Valley region, so like they didn't even get. But um, yeah, I mean, you guys have a lot of trouble with Ohio State over there in Lincoln too. But we won't get into that. Yeah, we'll um, just keep going. Hot take on that. You want to put that back on a relay um, or whatever your tech people do. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, uh, I think that's kind of what I'm going to do is just continue kind of with uh, what we're doing now, uh, do a lot of stuff like this. Uh, I mean, my schedule is kind of packed with, with meetings now and, um, you know, really get in front of people in a more efficient manner. I mean, one of my goals is to be at home like 200 days a year uh, and to be able to accomplish that, you know, there's going to have to be some travel um, adjustments. I mean, I'm married. I want to be, see my wife uh you know that that's like awesome see my kids uh and just really we're living in a new city don't have family here and i want to be there as a dad and so to do that there's going to be some cost to that you know what i'm fine because i know i can be inventive enough to mitigate any potential loss of being in front of people and i'm still going to be in front of people and if we have to go and sign up and you know get in front of somebody and sign up a church or sign up a uh, HOA, you know, that's in Fairhope or Birmingham or wherever, um, I'm down. Pate, thanks again for jumping on with us, kicking off season four. Talk about it. Great episode. And everyone, thanks for joining us. Look forward to episode two next week. Yeah, to echo Michael Gogan there, thanks so much for listening to a special edition here of the Contractor's Playbook. A little peek at Taco About It by Company Cam alongside Tate Smith from MMA. I hope you got some good stuff from there. We will see you next time on the Contractor's Playbook.